Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Hey, tonight I am super excited. We have a returning guest, and um, she is just talent has talent turned up to ten. I am a big fan of her music, and um, she's really really cool. Um, back on the show once again. <clears throat> pardon me, man. Something in my throat. I better have some some of this coffee here. Oh my gosh. There we go. There we go. I was worried for a second. No, it's uh, it's okay, folks. It's okay. Anyhow, um, back on the show, we've got uh, Miss uh, Angie Glasscock of the band Moonshine. Angie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Having a good week. Having a good week. Um, Great. You... uh, For those who don't know, you're uh, based out of Brooklyn, right? In yes, I live in Brooklyn most of the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. But growing up, no, I remember this from, uh, you were on the show, I believe it was uh, last year, uh, 2022. Right, like 2022, years now. Oh, my yes. gosh. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that happen? It just seems like you were, no. you know, six months ago. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We, <laughs> True. Well, all kinds of stuff going on. The pandemic, all you know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Now you were, you know, you're based up in uh, the city there, New York City. Um, I mean, we were seeing. Speaking of the pandemic, we were seeing all that stuff on the news. Um, it's pretty crazy up there. Pretty crazy everywhere, but especially up in New York. Um, oh, you mean it's talking about the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, you you yeah, came yeah. through that okay and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, good, yes, good, good. good. That's it's, cool. Um, That's it's cool. almost four years, you know. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's 2024. Yeah. I can't believe it. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're in the new I'm election so... cycle. We're about to have the election again. It's like, oh God, we're oh, still dealing it, with this sort of thing. I know. Well, the weird thing about the election is I think one of the things that causes us all to uh, just uh, kind of throw us out of a temporal loop, so to speak, is, um, well, you know, it's like we're right back in 2016. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. Yeah. Usually there's yeah. some new faces and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm stuck in it. Politics are just, they just get worse, you know? Just gets worse and worse every year. Well, you know the thing about elections. I, I had a a young friend of mine ask me. They're they're like, you know, well, what do you think about all this? And I'm not getting folks. Just hear me out. This isn't a prelude to a political show or anything. But I'll tell them, or I'll tell you what I told them, is it kind of reminds me of being in high school and voting for which principal you want. You know, 
all of them are going to bust you for smoking behind the gym, you know. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I well. <laughs> I'm a cynical old man. I'm a cynical old man. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stake, you know, and it just gets worse. There really you know, is. Democracy is really on the line, you know. And, uh, Absolutely. It's kind of scary, yeah. Well, and it's just, you know, it's because in the abstract, I, you know, I remember being in, in uh, junior high and reading the Diary of Anne Frank, and you, you know, when I discovered Nazis, um, you know, I mean, they were kind of an abstract thing. I saw, you know, bad guys in movies and stuff. Um, and believe me, folks, it's not really abstract. They were bad people and still are. Uh, apparently, I surprised they're still around, but um, you know, you you it, it, it invariably led to the thought of, well, how did those folks let this happen? <laughs> you know, I mean that's insane. And yeah, here we are. You know, yeah. Right. And the thing is, the thing that's really crazy is it isn't like we're just a everybody has. Everybody hasn't doesn't have an excuse to be stupid because everybody's walking around with all of human knowledge in their pocket. You know, it isn't like we're in the dark here. Um, yeah, but some people seem crazy. to be willfully ignorant. <laughs> yeah, that's the frustrating. Yeah. Part, you know? <laughs> folks, it's really akin to driving behind somebody and they're like, "I'm purposely not going to use my blinker." How about that? Oh. The road rage builds in me. The political road rage. I'm telling you, Angie, you have no idea. I live in South Florida. I am 20 minutes south of Mar-a-Lago. Jesus. Um, oh, I didn't really? plan on that. Yeah. yeah I, we bought the house right before all this happened. And I'll never forget. Oh, wow. um, yeah, the, the election night, you know, my wife looked at, turned to me and said, we owe $300,000. We, we can't. You know, we're in the hole for three hundred grand. We we can't just move to Norway now. <laughs> I'm like, right. I know, damn it, I know. Oh. But you know, uh, you smile and try to make the best of it. But man, it's hard sometimes. It's like, we're the only weirdos. You know, during that this time, it isn't as bad. Um, in our neighborhood, is you know upper middle class, um, South Florida, so primarily people of a certain age, we'll say. Um, yeah, we're the weirdo artists on the block. You know, we're we're the only ones that didn't have a, a sign in our yard. Um, but you don't right. see it this time, so maybe that's encouraging at least. You know, I haven't seen one sign. I in, hope in so. Really, and so close too. Not one. Yeah, in our entire neighborhood, and um, you know, it's uh, and you know, I don't know. It's just it's a whole weird thing. I. Andrew, we could get on a whole three-hour Joe Rogan rant about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? We really could. Yeah. She's like, please, no, James. Please. I don't, I don't have the weed for it. Um, no, folks, I don't. Are you kidding me? If I if I tried to smoke weed like they do on his podcast, I would just fall over. It wouldn't be a podcast. I'd fall asleep. I'm, I'm a boring old man now. I I don't know. Andrew, let me ask you. No, you know. You're a hip young woman, you know. Did, did you go through that phase where you were, you know, before you were a, a, a Americana folk star, um, 
you know, were you going? Were you ever one of those women that that were going out on the town all the time and everything, going to clubs and stuff? Was that you or not really? Uh, I mean, when I was, when I, I mean, I still go out to clubs. Um, well, yeah, but I'm not. True. I mean, I go to music. You know, I'm not going to a, a disco or something. <laughs> But I, I do love to dance, I and I, I do I do get out, as, you know, when I can, which is not so much anymore. But um, I'm telling you, yeah, there was you know, a period I of my life. My wild oats. I, you know, when people are like, "What time were you uh, are you, you heading out?" I'm like, "Oh, ten thirty, eleven, man," because nobody went out early. You know, I'm oh, lucky yeah. to be up at ten thirty. I can't handle. it. You know? Yeah, you know, the bars in New York close at 4 a.m., and that was so yeah. shocking when I first came here. You know, it was like 4 in the morning, you know, like, that's late night. <laughs> Nothing good happens at 4 in the morning, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really oh. didn't, uh, didn't go out like that too much because, yeah, I couldn't take it. Oh, man. I saw a comedy bit years ago. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Chris Rock or somebody. I don't know. It was, the gist of it, it was hilarious, though, is he thought that this comedian thought that ATM machines shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to get money out of them um, after, like, 3 a.m. He said, anytime you need money out of an ATM at past 3 in the morning, oh. it's a bad plan. <laughs> you know? Right. Go on. Yeah. Think about it. Reevaluate. Yeah, I would say that's Very true. true. <laughs> because, or, or, or been... like maybe you're getting robbed, right? Maybe someone's got you a gun point. Right, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very true. It happened to me one time. Many, many. I was a kid. I just moved out on my own. Walked me uh, right right up behind me. Oh, I couldn't. And I think it was late. I was getting money. I didn't know, you know. Downtown Detroit, I no oh, idea. wow, well, Detroit, uh, yeah, that's a tough town. You know, I've never been mugged in New York City. I've, I've been mugged really? in San Francisco, but I, I've never been mugged in, in New York City. Well, and you don't go jogging in Central Park, right? I mean, I've seen all those long No, I don't go jogging, Nothing. period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool swimmer. No. That's what I like to do. I swim. Oh, well, that's... That keeps they're supposed to keep you in great shape and everything. I uh Yeah. I, Man, I haven't been, it's great. been in a pool great forever. Exercise. It's uh you I'll tell you the last time I went you don't, you don't swim? I it's it's funny because my in laws, they live three blocks away, have a very really fancy pool. Um and my neighbors, we call them the Hamptons because that's where they go during the summer. They have a place up there. That's their main place. Uh, and uh They've got a fancy pool, and they have me kind of keep – I'm kind of the caretaker. I keep an eye on their place while they're out of town, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, make a little side hustle of mine, you know. Um, and so they have a real fancy pool, and they were out of town. Was it last summer? Maybe the summer before. And it was re- – I was outside doing some work outside, and, and it was so super hot. And I'm like, you know what? They're not here. Nobody's around. I'm going to go swimming. <laughs> and I did. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah I've been swimming a long time. 
And, I, you know, we live at the beach. The beach is literally five minutes away. You know, you would think. Don't you like to swim in the ocean? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess you could, you know. I mean, I don't know. I've seen Jaws. Maybe it's not a good idea, you know. I'm a chunky monkey, Angie. The sharks would look at me and say, that's a whole week's worth of food there. Let's go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you never know. Now, you moved to New York when you were um, uh teenager, late teens? Well, I, um, I came to New York. Um, when I was 22, I think I was 22. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that was, uh, Nashville was the place before that, right? You'd grown up. Well, no, we're, we're gonna I, play the track. Um, I mostly grew up in Los Angeles, um, in the Valley, uh-huh. the San Fernando Valley. So a Valley girl, sometimes mm-hmm. that comes into play. My, That's you know, totally popular. <laughs> but, uh, Exactly. Um, but my dad lived in Nashville, so I spent all the summers and Christmas vacation in Nashville. So it was always back and forth yeah. between L.A. and Nashville. So I'm trying to picture a 22-year-old Angie Glasscock, um, you know, that, and that's only a couple years ago. Um, right. You know, hitting the city. What do you think? Was it amazing? Well, you Were know, you blown away? It's it's funny because, you know, I had no plans to move to New York, but I was living in San Francisco, ah. and, and things weren't going so well, you know. They're, well, it's like, yeah, it was like, you know, I was frustrated in that regard. And and I had a friend that had come to New York, and so she said, well, come to New York. So I said, okay, you know, and so I decided to pack my things, and I came, and once I got here, and I looked around, and I was, and I felt the energy of the city, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is it! You know, this is where I want to be." Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people come to New York City with these big dreams and plans, and if for me right. it was just like something to do, you know, like distraction. Right. <laughs> And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Al Hendrickson Toyota has done it again. The number one Toyota volume dealer in the Southeast region per 2023 new Toyota retail sales in the Southeast region per Southeast Toyota distributors three years in a row. Who saves you money? Al Hendrickson Toyota. Lease a 2024 Toyota Camry LE for $99 a month. Only $99 a month for 36 months. Shop alhendricksontoyota.com slash new vehicle specials for offer details which expire 229.24. Who saves you money? The easy to get to Al Hendrickson Toyota West Apple Road. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. 
it's a destination. MiddleBaitMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. I tried living in New York. Oh, it's hard. It was, yeah, right out of school, right out of Boston. I went to college in Boston. And I said, well, you know, oh, okay. we were always going, once a month, we would go down to New York. To the city. Yeah. Right. And then I said, well, I'm a painter. And I'm like, you know, New York's the place to be for that. And um, yeah, at, at that time, you know, this is pre-internet um, that everybody had. And I didn't even have a computer at that time. And uh, yeah, I, I lasted three months. Um, 
It can you know, be a tough very town. You really can. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Now, I did get bugged in New York. Did you? Oh, oh sorry. I did. And it it was so funny. The guy mugging me, I think, felt bad for me because he's just like, he asked me, he goes, this is all you got? I said, that's <laughs> it, man. That's it. Oh, I got some payday. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was like, I don't know, a few dollars. And, and he's like, well, you just keep it. <laughs> Try harder. You keep it? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Stuff like that's always happening to me. Always. Happening. You know, after um, after that, I had uh, I wound up out in South, uh, South Car- or, uh, San Diego, Southern uh South, or South California, I should say, Southern California, and um, mm-hmm. tripped up on that. Anyhow, I was living out there, and I had a gallery and stuff. You know, things were going good, and I remember I was, I have, I don't know if you're a clothes, like a fashion person. I have two wardrobes, Angie. I, I have my, mm-hmm. my work clothes that I work in, um, where right. I look like a homeless person, uh, just covered in paint stuff, you know, work clothes. And then I have my, my work if I need to go out or something type. Uh, right. Close. You're stepping out. And, right. um, yeah, you know, a little, little, little flash there. And, uh, you know, I'm a Detroit guy. I, I like a little flash. And uh, I, I dress like the Joker sometimes. Anyhow, so I was in my, I remember being in San Diego, and I'm in my, I'm standing outside my gallery having a cigarette because I didn't allow anybody to smoke in the, in the gallery. Um and, uh, of course, and I'm standing there with a cup of coffee in my work clothes, and a woman, a very sophisticated-looking woman, walked by and, and, and put a dollar in my coffee cup. She thought I was a homeless guy. <laughs> I said, well, I think I need a new shirt or something. <laughs> this ain't good. So I kept it. But, uh, oh, man. Anyhow. Anyhow. So let me ask you this. Now, you, um, how did you know that, that music was what you were? Were you one of these? I grew up with three sisters, and they all were involved in a ton of stuff, you know, from ballet to gymnastics to uh, none of them were musicians. But were, were you involved in a ton of stuff when you were younger and, and then got into music? Or your father was into music, right? No, no, no. My father, was ear, ear, my father was an ear surgeon. Um Oh. No, I um wow. I've always I've always loved to sing and I've always loved music. Um but I never learned an instrument until um I don't know, twenty ten is when I bought my first guitar. Um the end of twenty ten wow. maybe. And then twenty fifteen I wrote my first song. And I was surprised wow. as anyone that I wrote a song. <laughs> I never imagined that I that I could, you know, but it just sort of, you know, it just sort of came out. And um, I mean, I was trying, but you know, I didn't expect to necessarily get results. And uh, you're real good at and it. And so then it just uh, it just took off from there, and I just kept writing songs and kept working on it. And um, but the whole first year after I wrote that first song, I just played that one song over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been crazy, you know. And then I was like, maybe I should write another song. <laughs> and, uh, Mix it up a little. So then, yeah. So then I, so then I, I did. You know, when I, I wrote, 
uh, the the album has ten songs, and I wrote uh, nine songs for the album. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Let me ask you this now. Um, your father was an ear surgeon. That's super impressive. That's like really hard part of the body. There's a lot of little bitty stuff in there that has to work. Um, did you have have to have that conversation with? Um, well, hey, Pop. Uh, <laughs> looks like music is the is the path I'm gonna be going down. Um, oh, well, and did no, the conversation because, go well? No, no, no. Because um, it, it became much later. You know, like I, oh. um, I I did drop out of college. I I used to go to college in San Diego, San Diego State. I did drop out of college. Okay you know, like midway through and that, you know, upset my dad a lot. But um you know, and then I kinda of just drifted around for a while and then once I settled in New York I decided I wanted to go back to college because I wanted to you know, get a decent job, make a decent wage. Right. Um and then yeah. so didn't you know, want to work at the mall. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I, I you know, I, I became a nurse and then later a nurse practitioner and so you know, oh, wow. that's still what I do for for work. But um, the the music is just like um, it's just a side hustle. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, you know, sometimes yeah. the side hustles have a uh, you know it depends. Sometimes they can take over. You know, that's that's really what happened with me. I, I um, oh man, and next thing you know, that's what you're doing. You know, um, so that that. <laughs> That could definitely happen. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, well, you know, we'll see. Um, but I mean, at this point, you know, I I could retire from my job tomorrow and have a decent salary. But um, I'm I, I'm just I'm trying to get myself out set up a little bit better. You know, um, I have a house, a state, and I'm trying to rent it full time just because it takes up a lot of my time and you know. Uh, resources, oh, yeah. like, so I just want to sort of get that all squared away, and um, you know, I haven't been, I haven't played a gig in a while, but I'm, you know, I want to sort of, you know, get back to doing that, but I sort of have to take care of my house thing first. I gotcha, I gotcha, and that's always kind of a nightmare. I've only been through that once, where. Um, you have a piece of property you're, you're, you're renting out that isn't in your air, that isn't a couple blocks away or, you know, a, a 20 minute drive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, um, it's like over two hours in the state and it's, you know, it's kind of yeah, a lot of driving back and forth and yeah. And I've been renting it a, on Airbnb, but it's just, it's just not enough anymore, oh, you know, because the, the rent yeah, in the city have just, Tremendous increased tremendously, you know, like my rent's really high for my apartment. So oh yeah, everywhere, everywhere. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's so weird because you see all these news stories about, um, you know, obviously the the increase in rent and and things. The big thing down here in South Florida right now is the the insurance costs are insane. Um, oh, yeah. and. Uh, Oh yeah, oh, all these hurricanes and stuff. I mean, you know, I get where they're coming from. Oh yeah, I see. Um, but then the news story will change, and they're talking about how well there's all these skyscrapers that are vacant. These poor commercial uh, real estate investors. What are they going to do? You know, they're having a hard time. And I'm like, well, 
Yeah. What is it? Are they vacant or is the rent too high? You know, lower the rent. People move in. Um, that's all I'm saying. Think long term. Uh, yeah. But so yeah, I changed with COVID too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a place when I lived in San Diego, I got a place on a whim. I wasn't even really thinking about it uh, in Big Bear. And uh, yeah, you know, it was a couple hours away. And Oh, yeah. That's kind of far. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and on paper you're like, oh, this is this will work out great. <clears throat> and this was pre Airbnb, so it's doing. We were doing the Airbnb thing without Airbnb, <laughs> you know. So we really oh yeah, worked. just short term rentals, yeah. Oh, it was such a pain, such a pain. Oh, the toilet's clogged up. Okay, I'll be up in four hours to fix uh, it. Right. <laughs> you know, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to have yeah. like, people helping you, that sort of thing, for sure. Yeah, so I found that out, yeah. <laughs> I definitely learned that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, you know. And this is a good lesson for people listening. I don't care what creative field you're in, is you have to 99% of the time and 99% of the people, you know, I'm sure Taylor Swift or somebody like that, uh, not so much, but for the rest of us, um, you got to have other stuff going on, you know, because groceries you have to pay for, you know, and electricity yeah. is nice to have, you know, uh, health insurance. But um, yeah, so you know, you and you, it's a, it's a juggling act, and it's weird because musicians and artists and and really anybody creative. Sometimes the business side of things, they don't have the mind usually for naturally, uh, naturally molds into, you know, the business side of things. It's, right. Uh, they'd much rather be doing creative stuff. I know I would. Uh, yeah. yeah and and, and, and unfortunately, some people who are creative, they're so good at the business thing that they're able to really sell themselves, but they're not necessarily so talented. <laughs> you know, I, I saw that a lot in the art world, you know, like, that's very true. I, very I, um, yeah, I mean, I, this guy that used to be my friend's boyfriend, so successful in a way. I mean, like, you know, selling this stuff, but mm-hmm. to me, his work is just horrible. I mean, I just, I, I actually hate his work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like, it's most important to just, you know, do what you want to be doing, you know. And as long as you have integrity Absolutely. about your work, you know, and you feel good about yeah. it, then that's what matters. And there's compassion in it, you know, and it's, it's doing it nice, what it's supposed yeah. to do for you. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's weird. And there's certain aspects. like, I, And if you're not good at something – Find somebody who is because I'll give you a good example, folks. And everybody's very surprised to know. I, the biggest part of my job that I dislike isn't painting. I, I can paint all day long. That's not a big deal at all. You know, I, I prefer to do that. What I hate is art shows and events and walking around parties where people are saying darling uh, too much. And I just, it really gets under my skin. And, um, yeah. Yeah, the smooth. I am terrible at that. And um, 
I mean, just really bad. And you have you that's part of the gig. That is part of it. You, you know, just understand that's that's part of what's going to happen. So, um, who's really good at that is my wife. And you know, things are great <laughs> when she's there because you know. She'll come fetch me. I'll usually be outside having a vape or something, and, and she'll come fetch me and, and bring me in and guide me to who I need to be talking to. And as she's bringing me over there, she's whispering to me, okay, this is uh, Bill, his wife's name, Ingrid. <laughs> you know, well, that's, you know, that's good for you. Yeah. So I get up there, and it's like, I, oh, Bill, how you doing? How's Ingrid? You know, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it works out well. I think that's what wife um, is supposed to do, aren't they? No, I'm telling you. It's, well, I'm lucky that she does it. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> the people are surprised at that. They're like, well, you do the podcast and stuff. You talk to people all the time with that. And I said, yeah, but I'm sitting in my studio. My dog's here. Um, I'm not in front of – I don't like public speaking. Stuff. It, it really uh, – it's oh, not my yeah. favorite thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um. I become very introverted and it's just, you know, so find somebody, you know, work on that, whatever your weakness is, don't hide from it is my advice, but, but, uh, you know, work on it, try to change it if you can, or do what you got to do to get over that hurdle. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So your album, and I posted a picture. I was, uh, you sent it to me, you sent it to me right after you were on the show last time. And I have, for, I forgot. I needed to take a picture um, with it and, and promote. I, I took one earlier today and um, and blasted it out everywhere. We'll have it up on the website. Um, it's such a good CD. It's such a good album, you know. I, I listen to it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's been out. Uh, it was released in 2022. And um, right. it's so, so good. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to play a couple tracks from uh, uh, off of it. And um, man, it's just it's so uh, you have to have had great feedback on it. I would I can only imagine, you know, because it's so good. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, from some people, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I um, I I don't remember what to say about that. But uh, well, I mean, it went out all over the world, and and that's got to be a cool feeling to, to get yeah, that accomplished, I mean, like, you know. Um, a couple of the songs have done well on Spotify, you know. Um, nice. Wrong hands. Um, uh, it, it got on an editorial playlist, and so that one did pretty well, and. Um, that's had over a hundred thousand streams, and then the, the oh. other one that did well was the land in between. Um, that's oh yeah, almost, we're gonna play both you of know, as, as many. Um, so um, yeah, so this is good. I was, I mean, it was got to be a good feeling, you know. It's got to be a good feeling. One of the interesting things I was over on YouTube earlier uh, this morning, actually, and um, I was rewatching the video. For the land in between fantastic video great video okay. and i looked and it's you know one of the things that you just we live in a you in a algorithm world a stream world is you know and i'm like wow this 
And I was like, this only has 57,000 views, you know? Um, not 57, folks, 57,000 views, you know? I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? Um, in the visual art yeah. world, we have nothing that compares, to, that keeps track of anything like that, you know? Right, like, oh, yeah. People like this. Uh, but that's got to be a good feeling, you know? I would look at that yeah. every morning when I got out of bed. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, yes. Yeah, it, it is. It is good. I mean, it's nice to um, perform and and for people to respond to what you're doing. You know, like that instant gratification. It feels pretty good. That's fantastic. That's amazing. It's uh, you know, a crazy thing. Now we've got. Um, the land in between, queued up, and also wrong hands. What should we play first for the folks? Do you think? Um, I guess the land in between because it's the title track. Awesome! Here it is, everybody. Check this out. The land in between, moonshine.
There you go, folks. The land in between. Angie uh, Glasscock of uh, better known as Moonshine, the Moonshine Band. Um, they're out of Brooklyn. Angie, it's such a good song. It is such a good song. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know? Now, I have to ask, that's the title track of the album. Um, was that the song that you wrote and played over and over and over again? Or was no, this no, one no, that, new no, that, and fresh for the album? Um, the first song that I ever wrote was I Tried to Keep on Loving You, which is the first uh, song on the second time. Ah. ah. Yeah, like you know, there's a, the side one is the R&B side, and then uh, side two is the country side. Right. Right. Nice. That is so cool. It's so cool to do that because I mean, what a what a what a range, you know? What a range. I love it. Um, hey, I want to mention, folks. We have links up um, to. Uh, www.moonshine.band uh, I love that uh, moonshine.band and also all the social media um, it, it's all Moonshine Band New York or, or Moonshine Band NY and um, you can find we also have a link to the uh, YouTube and these links and when we convert this to a podcast and we blast it out everywhere on all the podcasting platforms these links stay active so if you click on them, you can get there, you know, like and share and help get the word out and everything. Very, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're in the middle of this. You know, we live in an algorithm world. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, I, I believe it was, you said wrong hands, uh, got that editorial. You know, that is so important today, uh, for, uh, to get on these, these playlists and whatnot. Um, and that's amazing. It's very cool that, that you were able to do that, you know, because that really gives some exposure out. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not really sure what it what it does in the long run, you know, because. Oh, really? Um, well, I mean, it's nice to have the exposure, but it doesn't really make money, you know what I mean? And I gotcha. Because people listen to it on Spotify doesn't mean they're going to buy the CD or, you know. Um, right. So I'm not really sure what it means, but it's something, I suppose. And, um, you know, it's hard to make money um, doing music. Um, so, yeah, I really don't know what it means. Um, Absolutely. I think it was back, I, I believe it was in the 90s, when, when Prince, of all people, was uh, the first one I had heard. He said, you know, musicians in the future are going to have to focus on performing and understand one of the the most important parts of performing is the merch table. <laughs> That's where they're going to make their money. Right. Them. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Loyalty should be rewarded. That's why Shell offers platinum members 10 cents off per gallon at the pump. And it costs nothing to join. Reach Shell's VIP status two times faster by filling up with B-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Did you know that Shell B-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits to rejuvenate your engine's performance? So you'll be saving money and taking better care of your car. Sign up at FuelRewards.com. Terms apply. In gasoline, direct injection engine fuel injectors with continuous use of Shell B-Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline. 
Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M i c h e l e a l b i o n dot com michellealbion dot com very very cool stuff check it out kind of cold <laughs> you know in my opinion um, it's crazy yeah I mean unless now, you had mentioned you know a big big star you know like Taylor Swift <laughs> you know she's making tons of right? money um, I had went to a, a Kiss concert. Uh, a while back, but I was amazed when I was a kid and I would go to concerts. You know, I'd go see Depeche Mode or Duran Duran or back in the '80s. Um, you know, you just knew you were going to spend, and this is '80s money, but even still, you know, you were going to spend twenty, twenty-five bucks on a shirt. That's what you were going to do. That's what it was going to run you. I was at this Kiss concert and they were selling T-shirts for like one hundred twenty-five dollars. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. that's insane! You know, who's going to pay us? For a T-shirt, you know. Um, yeah. Huh. So that's but people were. I was watching, seeing it happen. I didn't 
pony up for that. But, uh, you know, other people were. I was like, man, that is, uh, they got more money than me. Um, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. I worked too hard for my money for that. But, there's, you know, there's, there's limits and whatnot. It's uh, it's crazy. I have friends. I have friends, Angie, that have paid paid the freight on that to go see you two at the Sphere. Paid the thousand dollar a ticket for that. I, I I like you too, but I I don't like them that much, you know. Yeah, I I was never really a big fan of theirs. I mean, they're okay. I'm not putting them down. I just wasn't yeah. a fan. Really, it wasn't my thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. I can't see paying a lot of money for anyone, but I just I don't have that kind of money to spend thousand dollars. No. no. You know, that's two water heaters for the property upstate. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm I had to say it. I joke with you, Angie, because I want to skip. You know. Um, oh, I don't envy that though. Uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's play the uh, wrong hand. And, uh, okay. This is this is a cool track. This is another good one. You know, all of them on this whole album. Here it is, folks. Okay. It's Moonshine, Wrong Hand. Check this out.
Wrong Hands. The band is Moonshine. Angie Glasscock. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, we were talking off mic um, uh, it was during the Land of Between, I believe, and you had mentioned last time you were on the show, Angie, you hadn't played with this live band yet. That was coming up. How did it go? Right. Uh, it went well. I mean, so just uh, October 2022 is when I played with the band the first time, and that was at a, a, a bar in Brooklyn called Pete's Candy Store. And that, that was really hard. I was, um, I, it's not like I hadn't performed before, but I hadn't performed with the band. And um, mm. that was a diff- difficult. But, you know, I, I got through it. And then the next month, November, there was the record release, and then I had all these musicians playing with me, you know. I had a, mm. a saxophone, trumpet for the Land in Between, you know. Uh, I had a lot of really yeah. great players up there, fiddle players, keyboards, uh, pedal steel, piano. <laughs> we had a lot wow. of musicians. Um, and, you know, that went pretty well, too. But, um, you know, I, I'm, um, I'm getting a lot more comfortable performing than, than I was in the beginning. It, it, it's very intimidating because... Um, there's just a lot of things going on, you know. It's like you've got to really project your voice over the band, you know, and uh, mm. and uh, and just playing with a lot of other people. It's just really different, you know. But um, it's fun. I love playing with the band. Um, it's That's really awesome. it's really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. But the last the last gig that I did was last October and that was with just uh, Teddy the guitar player and um, because you know it's a fun band um, but but um, you know I think maybe the next uh, the next gig we'll do a trio like me and uh, Teddy the guitarist and and bass um, just something like that um, see how nice. that goes yeah well, that's and, fantastic uh, yeah, and I'm trying. I'm I'm applying for this uh, Americana Festival in Nashville, and you know, not so likely that I'm going to get it, but because um, they have a lot of applicants. But I really need to get to Nashville. I need to see my family, and that would be a good way to do it. So. Um, oh yeah. You know, one of the interesting things I I'm friends with these this uh, couple, married couple. Um, and it's interesting, they're in the medical field as well uh, on their, their day work. And um, to say how they did exactly what you're talking about, uh, the, the, the wife of the couple, her family is in Vancouver, they're in Toronto, and her family's in Vancouver out on the uh, West Coast. And right. I guess we should do this in the United States because in Canada, and they did this, uh, you can get a it's almost like a grant type deal where you get a free train trip, but you have to play at the stop. Like they'll stop and you're oh, performing wow. at the different stations, you know, along the way. That's so and, cool. And that, yeah, I thought that was, and it's all done through the government. I, I thought, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Healthcare yeah. and that. Other countries have so much better programs for the arts, you know, like 
Europe is just um, still great, oh, yeah. you know, like so many residencies and um, yeah, I have a friend who's an artist and she's like lived all over the world, you know, where he gets this free mm-hmm. studio and living expenses and you know, like yeah, what a life. stipend and yeah. I'm telling you, my my first trip to Paris was like that. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if, if women do this. Uh, I know men do because I happen to be one. Um, but one of the big things is your your work becomes your identity. One of the first things people ask you, what do you do for a living? Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, in my case, you know, I'm like, I'm a painter. In the States, everybody's like, oh, do you paint cars or houses? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what they always assume. I'm like, well, yeah. depends on how big the check is. Um, but no, the first time I went to Paris, you know, it was, I felt like your father probably feels daily. Um, you know, people had respect. They're like, oh, you're an artiste, you know, right this way, sir. Here they're like, hide mm-hmm. the silverware. Um, you know, it was it, it was hard to leave that once you get a taste of it. It's all insane. I, yeah. I didn't want to come home. <laughs> you know, 
big thing that uh, means people can't just get a regular apartment to rent, you know? Like, I don't feel good about that. So I kind of feel good that I'm going to provide, like, you know, housing for somebody that's, like, full-time regular housing, you know? Um, I guess I have a a guy I know invested in a bunch of these, built a little Airbnb, like, getaway, you know, put a bunch of cabins on a piece of property uh, down in uh, uh, Pigeon Forge area. And, uh, you know, he was all into it. Well, he just went back to work as a software engineer. And now, because he's the same thing. He found that, um, you know, building codes are different in different places. That was his big. He thought what was going to fly in L.A. was going to fly in Virginia. It it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um I don't know, you know, it's just it kinda of depends like what the neighborhood is and what you're trying to do. But right. New York City has really has really put a lot of restrictions on Airbnb and so there there isn't that much here. But, you know, there's a lot of people lobbying against it, I'm sure, like the hotel uh industry. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, the thing about Airbnb is, like, you get some great people that come stay, but then you always get other people that are just, like, annoying and, you know, just demanding. Right. And, you know, it's like... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like with any business, things, I imagine. You know? You know? Huh? I, oh, you I'm telling you. It, I said it's probably like with any business. In my world, if, if a... If a customer is a pain in the neck at the onset, you, you kind of know that's how they're going to be through the whole process. <laughs> you know, strap in. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Um, it just happens, you know. It's uh, it's crazy. I know in our neighborhood there used to be, uh, and I'm I, I'm thinking there's still the same. Maybe there's not. I don't know. They used to have a lot of Airbnbs, and they always had signs up. You know, this property is an Airbnb property of such an XYZ oh, really? management, you know. Oh, yeah, it had a oh. whole bunch. We had two on our street. And um, we live on this little cul-de-sac, and, you know, nice houses, cool. And so we're by the beach, and it's a tourist destination. So, you know, we right. figure that's just part of it. But I notice all those signs have come down, and you see a lot of signs, neighborhoods are for neighbors, not rental, you know, and those kind uh, of signs. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, what a nightmare. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with that, you know. Uh, so who knows, you know. Who knows? Well, very, very cool. Well, everybody, if you don't have um, Angie's album, it is a uh, Moonshine. The, uh, the debut album, I have my copy here right in my hand, right here, and uh, it's The Land in Between. Such a good, such a good album, and a uh, good picture. I like that hat of you, Angie, on the cover there. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> very, yeah, and it, it's just really a, a unique, cool album. Um, pick a copy up, pick a copy up. People still can, right, Angie? Yeah, I mean, I've got them available on my website. I've got T-shirts and um, that sort of thing. Nice. Yep. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, you know, uh, thank you, uh, Angie. I know you're a busy lady. 
thank you for taking time out to uh, to be on the show again. And uh, thanks for always, having me. It's a real pleasure. You know. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it again, but let's not wait two years. You know. Oh, okay. I will uh, stay right in touch. Yeah. And because okay. um, I want to see what what's going on. You know. Keep up. Folks, you can keep up with Angie and uh, the Moonshine Band by, like I said, we have links up to all their social media and uh, everything. Check it out. Check those links out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to convert this to a podcast. We're going to blast it out everywhere. Uh, it'll be on Spotify, Pandora. We're on over 850 different podcasting platforms, so we're on a lot. Um, yeah. I am... Equally surprised that there's 850 uh, podcasting platforms in existence. Uh, there's probably wow, more and probably beyond that's them. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm telling you. I, I say it all the time. If your dream is to uh, start a business, well, 850 people <laughs> so far that I know about thought, hey, let's start a podcast. I'm just saying you might want to rethink that. You know, live your passion. Live your truth. Isn't that what all the young people <laughs> say now? Um, Is it? I don't know. <laughs> no. yeah. I don't. I don't. I, my wife's younger than me, so that I just pick up on some of the stuff she says. Um, oh, okay. And then when I try to use it, she gives me that look. She's like, "Don't." No, that's you're Gen X. You're not allowed to say that. I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> oh man. Anyhow. Folks, we will see you next time. Um, we've got a uh, fantastic, uh, our next guest is the writer-director of a new horror film um, called Murderitaville. That's right, not Margaritaville, Murderitaville. So that's coming up. We will, uh, you know, if that happens to be your thing, check that out. We will see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you, Angie. Okay, thanks again. Bye-bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.